The National Quality Forum has endorsed 17 perinatal standards to measure and improve quality of care. So what are these new measures and how might they change patient care? You're listening to a special focus on the future of medicine on ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter with the Chicago Tribune, and with me today is Maureen Corey. She's the executive director of Childbirth Connection. In her role, Ms. Corey leads a national not-for-profit organization founded in 1918 as the Maternity Center Association. As Childbirth Connection, the group promotes safe, effective, and satisfying evidence-based maternity care and is a voice for the needs and interests of childbearing families. Maureen has 30 years' experience as a researcher, educator, advocate on maternal and infant health promotion and maternity care quality improvement. She joined Childbirth Connection as executive director in 1995 and has played a leading role in positioning the group as a powerful and effective advocate for improving the quality of maternity care. Maureen Corey, welcome to ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Thank you, Bruce. Nice to be here. Well, it's good to have you again. And I wanted to say if you could tell us a little bit about the Childbirth Connection and how these... 17 perinatal standards came to be because I think you would probably agree they might be a long time in coming. And a lot of providers and consumers probably just don't know anything about them. That's right. Well, first of all, going back to Childbirth Connection, as you said, our mission is to promote safe, effective, and satisfying maternity care. And about two years ago, we actually revised our mission statement to focus on our mission as improving the quality of maternity care through research, education, advocacy, and policy. And it was about that time two years ago that we were paying a lot of attention about the national efforts, particularly out of Washington. Washington to improve the quality of healthcare in general. And we were very impressed with the work of the National Quality Forum, who is very much involved in improving the quality of American healthcare. What they do is they set national priorities and goals for performance improvement, and they endorse national consensus standards for measuring and publicly reporting on performance. And then they promote the attainment of the national goals through education and outreach. And we were struck by the excellent work that they had done, but we also recognized that there was a void in terms of maternity care, meaning that there was no standardized consensus development process set of measures to evaluate the quality of perinatal care. And there's an old saying that says, you know, what's not measured is not improved. So we joined the National Quality Forum, and at the time, we were one of the few voices speaking on behalf of childbearing women and families. And we got involved in the Consumer Council of the National Quality Forum, and there are about 20 other national organizations that are part of that Consumer Council. And again, we were the only voice for childbearing women and families. Then one day we learned that the Hospital Corporation of America had funded a new project at NQF to develop a national consensus standard set of perinatal care measures. And I was fortunate to be nominated and chosen to be a co-chair of the National Perinatal Steering Committee. And that committee met, oh, it's probably over a year ago now, and typically what they do is they call for nominations for members of a steering committee, 
and they choose a multidisciplinary group of people that represent all the stakeholders that care about the particular issue. In our case, it was perinatal care. And they send out a call to measure developers, people across the country that spend their lives developing performance measurement and testing them and reporting on them. And measure developers submit various measures, in this case related to perinatal care, for consideration by the steering committee. And the steering committee seriously looks at each one of the measures that have been submitted by the measure developers and holds them up to a set of standards that are set by NQF and then decides among those measures that have been submitted which ones meet the NQF standards and which ones they recommend to the board of NQF to be endorsed. Well, and if you could tell us, I mean, this is very important because, you know, I have a seven-year-old daughter. Our listeners out there have children or thinking about children. And when you think about having a baby and thinking about the fact that there really are not a standard set of measures on how children are taken care of when they're born is sort of shocking, isn't it? It really is. As a dad, you probably know that there are over 4 million births per year. In fact, I think there were over 4.3 million last year. And it's hard to believe that with childbirth being the leading reason for hospital admission and childbirth-related procedures accounting for the five most common procedures in patients age 18 to 44, that there wouldn't be performance measures that look at the quality of perinatal care. And I think people recognize that with without having the appropriate information about performance at hospital levels, whether it's at the national level or at the local and regional levels, that it's going to be hard to really work to improve the quality of care because efforts are unfocused and there's no real incentives for improving. So because there's been relatively few standardized measures in the field of perinatal It was one of the reasons why NQF wanted to create this project and why the hospital corporation, who is apparently the largest integrated healthcare system in the U.S. and has thousands and thousands of births, wanted to support this project. And it's really important, as you said, especially for consumers, because consumers can use performance results to compare and choose among providers, care settings, and health plans, for example. And purchasers, meaning employers and Medicaid programs, for example, can use their power and performance results to get better care for beneficiaries and better value for their investment if they have performance measures and standards to look at. And in addition, healthcare providers can use the results to improve their own practice. If you could give us an example of some of the things that are measured and how perhaps a consumer or even a medical care provider would find these measures. Sure. Well, you are correct, Bruce, what you just said. And I think coming from a consumer perspective especially, it's really important if I were a woman who is either contemplating pregnancy or pregnant and looking for a health care provider or a birth setting, I would want to see how my options stand up to one another and have a way of evaluating them before I chose a birth setting or a caregiver. So it's very, very important. And, you know, these new measure sets in perinatal care really take a, a leap forward for maternity care quality improvement. One of the things that's important to understand is that right now performance measurement is voluntary meaning that the providers and the hospitals can decide whether or not they want to report on the measures, collect and report on the measures. But there are financial uh, incentives involved for hospitals that do report on NQF endorsed measures. And that would be basically if the insurance company might pay them more 
if they go along with perinatal measures from the National Quality Forum? I don't know specifically if it's health insurers would pay them more, but I know the Center for Medicaid and Medicare does. And really, the Center for Medicaid and uh, for Medicare and Medicaid is, is driving a lot of this change in the right direction by tying incentives and payment to reporting of performance measurements. But so right now, it's not like a, a woman could go online and get access to all this information. And because these new perinatal measure set is new, it's going to be a while before hospitals and providers and provider groups start reporting on it. But over time, in theory, this information will be available for anybody to go on to their computers and find out and compare outcomes you know, for the measures that are set. And could you give us some examples of these 17 measures? Like, what are they measuring that they didn't measure before? Well, I think for the sake of this conversation, I'll focus on the ones that have the most impact on the largest population of childbearing women. One of the most significant is looking at measuring elective delivery prior to 39 weeks completed gestation. And that's really important because, as you know, the C-section rate is rising. It's up to about 32% in the United States. And there are concerns about babies that are born elective, have elective deliveries prior to 39 weeks because they're more likely to have health problems as a result of being born too soon. So it's important that they're collecting this information. And it would be helpful to a woman to look at the rates of elective delivery in different hospitals and care settings prior to 39 weeks in terms of making a decision about where to give birth. The other one is the incidence of episiotomy. And that means the number of vaginal deliveries with episiotomy performed. And we know now from the best evidence that episiotomies can be harmful when performed if they are are not medically necessary. And it's pretty rare that they would be medically necessary. So in order to encourage providers not to perform episiotomies, it's really important to have this measure on episiotomy. For our listeners out there, whether you're uh, doctors, other medical care providers and consumers, the key of what's coming here is the fact that the quality measurement movement is not going away. And in perinatal care, um, which Maureen Corey and and her group, the Childbirth Connection, is involved in, what we're seeing here is that there's more measurement, more efforts to get the doctors and hospitals to be measured. And 17 measures in perinatal care, that's not anything to scoff at, is it? No, not at all. In fact, it's, as I said before, it's a major step forward for quality improvement in maternity care. And, you know, let me say it's not the end and be all. The NQF quality measures focused on the third trimester through hospital discharge. So there's still a need for measures in the prenatal period and in the postpartum period. And I think NQF and other organizations will be looking at measure development to make sure that the whole continuum of maternity care is covered. But right now, to start off with a set of 17 measures is fabulous, and it's a step in the right direction. It's not a step, it's a leap forward, I think. And how long has this been in the works? And and perhaps if you could give us maybe another example of what's being measured. Sure. The project itself started last February. It was completed fairly quickly within seven or eight months because I think everybody felt the urgency to get the work done. Another measure that was endorsed and approved is the cesarean rate for low-risk first birth women. And again, as I said to you before, the 32% C-section rate in this country is quite high and is rising every year. And that's for anybody. Yeah, that includes, you know, both low-risk and high-risk women. But the reason why it's important to know about cesarean rates for low-risk first birth women is to help women make a decision about where they want to give birth. 
because if you're a healthy childbearing woman, and fortunately most childbearing women are healthy, um, most women want to avoid a C-section unless it's absolutely medically necessary. So if I were pregnant and I wanted to avoid a C-section, I would want to look at and compare hospital cesarean rates for low-risk first birth women because that would give me an indicator of where I might choose to give birth. So for example, I might choose the hospital with the lowest rate for cesarean low-risk women. Well, with that, I'd like to thank Maureen Corey, who has been our guest. She is the executive director of the Childbirth Connection, and we've been talking about something that will be coming to a hospital near you and other childbirth centers, the effort to measure perinatal care. And for more information and to look for this coming, check out the Quality Forum website at www.qualityforum.org. My name is Bruce Japson. I'm with the Chicago Tribune, and I've been your host. And Ms. Maureen Corey has joined us from the Childbirth Connections offices in New York City. For information about this show or any other program, please visit our website at reachmd.com, which features our entire library through on-demand podcasts. Or call us toll-free with your comments and suggestions at 888-639-6157. That is 888-639-6157. And I'd like to thank you today for listening.